The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will begin the next sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. So let's join Bible teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. At the end of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says after the resurrection in chapter 16 and verse 17, and these signs will follow those who believe. And if you go down to verse 18, it says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, we've been going through the offices in the Heavenly Authority series given in the New Testament for the church. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 28, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then we went to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and we read about the evangelists. After that, in verse 28 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, miracles, and we studied miracles the last time. And then it says, then gifts of healings. Then gifts of healings. Or some of your translations will say, also those having gifts of healing. And you could really do a whole series just on healing in the New Testament. Uh, a number of years back, we, had a, we studied a series on the words and the miracles of Jesus, and we focused a lot on healings there. So I'm not going to take too much time. We've studied about healing in the Bible often. But we want to talk about this office. And just like up above in verse 9, when it talks about the gifts, remember you have the gifts, the offices, and the different workings. Um, it says in verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. The same phrase is used. It's um, charismata. Sometimes you'll see people say charismata. It's really pronounced charismata. Iamaton, iamaton, healings. Now, charismata is the plural of charisma. Sometimes you'll hear people say charisma. Charisma, we get the English word charisma from it. And charisma um, comes from the word charis. Charis in the Greek means grace. When you see grace in your Bible, normally the word translated is charis. So charisma is a divine gratuity, a spiritual endowment, a gift. A gift freely given. A gift of grace with God being the donor. In Romans chapter 12, uh, I'll read from verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts, gifts differing according to the grace 
that is given to us, gifts given according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. And he goes on. Gifts. A gift of grace. Charisma. And the plural of charisma is charismata. We say charismata. Charismata in the Greek. That's the plural. So you have here not just a gift, but gifts, plural, gifts of healings. And I believe that the Greek, when Paul writes, he uses the plural of the Greek word. He says charismata rather than charisma because there are more than one gift of healing. There's more than one gift. There are gifts of healings. There are various, first of all, there are various illnesses. Now, back in Paul's days, they didn't know all the different ins and outs of the human body the way we know it today. But there's so much that goes on. Though they understood the spiritual overlap between the spiritual realm and the physical body. Not only do you have things that can go wrong in the body, and remember our science study of the second law of thermodynamics, things break down. Things become less ordered. We have a program, and with time, it can decay and become less organized. It's not going to become more organized unless you have what? A miracle. We studied that last time, right? A miracle where the laws of the kingdom of heaven supersede the laws of the kingdom of earth. Where the creative power of God that you see in Genesis chapter 1 now is available to make order from this order to create when there's nothing. And we talked about the miracles last week. But the body can break down in the natural laws of this realm. The body can break down. And there's an overlap of the spiritual realm. There are also spirits of sicknesses. Many times you'll read that Jesus cast out the spirits, the unclean spirits, cast out the demons, and heal the person. When you read through the Gospels. There are spirits of illnesses, of diseases. How many times you'll hear, I'll take an example that sounds silly, someone breaks their ankle, right? And you hear like three or four people at the same time that has happened to you. You say, what is a coincidence? I've gone so many months and haven't heard of someone breaking their ankle, and all of a sudden I hear about three or four people breaking their ankle. Well, that's not a coincidence. There are spirits that like interphase, come in and go out. They have a certain realm of authority, and they can cause sicknesses. So you have the physical mechanisms, the science of the body, you have the overlap of the spiritual world, which they knew better in, in Paul's day, and today um, that's not given much credence uh, in science, but it's true. And there's a lot of things that are going on. And so there are different types of illnesses or different reasons why people can be sick, and so there are different gifts of healings. And I've seen so many different ways that healing works in the church. There'll be times when a person can lay on hands. You know about the laying on of hands if the person is sick. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And laying on hands and waiting for the spirit, all of a sudden warmth can come in the hand. Hot, the hands will become hot. And you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and there'll be a healing. And that's usually a quiet prayer. There are other times when you'll see healing services where someone will put out their hand and the power of God is manifest 
and people will just fall down in the spirit and they'll be healed. Sometimes people will put hands not on directly of, of touching the person, not directly touching the person, but near the person and there'll be a energy coming out or an energy drawn in. I've seen all different manifestations of healings, of the gifts of healings. Sometimes there are healings by faith. You don't lay hands on it all, but rather you speak the word in faith. You can speak in the authority of the Holy Spirit to the problem. And many times that will be combined with the word of knowledge of what the problem is and speak to that problem and there'll be a healing. Sometimes there's casting out demons of sickness. And again, that can have a word of knowledge to know what the demon is and there'll be a healing. So there's many different ways. Well, the Holy Spirit's not limited. There are different problems, different illnesses, and different gifts. And the Lord Jesus Christ is a great physician. He knows what we don't know. Uh, and there's the importance of being led by the Spirit. Um, the Spirit's guidance, being in tune with the Holy Spirit to his prompting to know how to pray, what to do, what's right in that particular situation, almost like a doctor. You think about years ago when doctors came to the houses, they don't do that anymore, but they would come in and they'd have those doctor bags, right? And they'd open them up, those black doctor bags, and they would know what to take out. Well, the Holy Spirit knows what needs to be taken out, how the gifts need to be manifested for that particular situation. Remember in 1 Corinthians, uh, back in chapter 12, verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, or different kinds of workings, but the same God who works all in all. So you have these different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And depending upon the office that the person, the Christian, is in, they will have the gifts that fit that office. But just because you have an office of a, of a teacher, of an evangelist, of someone with the gifts of healing, doesn't mean it's going to work the same way with each one because there are diversity, diversity of activities. There are different workings, different kinds of workings, diversities of activities, so that different people in different offices, the Holy Spirit might work different ways. And you see that very clearly. In the, in the office of those that have the gift of healing. Some, it'll manifest one way, some another way. Or you could have a person with the gifts, plural, gifts of healings. They may have a full manifestation and know by the Holy Spirit which one of these, which way the Lord wants the person to be prayed for, for healing. And that word there for healing Iamaton, Iamaton, means a cure, a healing. It's the actual healing, the result of the act. So gifts of healings, first of all, it's plural also. Just as gifts, uh, it's plural in the Greek, well, healings is plural also. As it is in verse 9, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. As it is down in verse 30, where it says, do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? So anytime Paul mentions this, he uses the plural for, for the word gift and the plural for the word healing. 
gifts of healings, gifts of cures, different gifts, different cures, different healings needed. So you have the plural in both ways there. And when we did our study of the early church, when we looked through the book of Acts, we saw how important these gifts were, right? Let's look at the Lord's life. In Luke chapter 8, you have recorded a healing and a miracle, a creative miracle, in the raising of Jairus's daughter. And in the middle of, of the narrative where Jairus comes, the ruler of the synagogue, uh, falling down at Jesus' feet and begging him to come to his house because the daughter is, is critically ill, you read about the woman with the issue of blood. And that's in chapter 8 and verse 43. It says, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. Well, let's stop there one second. That's not saying that physicians are not needed or that physicians are evil. Well, how do you know that? Who's writing this? Luke, right? What is Luke? Colossians 4.14, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greets you, Paul says. Luke, the beloved physician. So Luke is a physician. Our Sunday message is live streamed on the Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Greg is currently teaching on last day events, and you will find a link to the channel on our website at shiarjashub.org. On the channel, you can also catch up with sermons from prior weeks.